Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, CEO of the experience agency, D-Flash. Each week on our show, we bring a different leader from business who's doing game-changing work, and this week's episode is no different. We are so excited to have Eric Herskin, CEO of Go Do Discovery Company, who's got a really incredible background, an amazing story, and built an awesome business. We're so excited to have him on the show. Uh, take a listen. Hi, Eric. Welcome. Hey, Laura. Thanks for having me here. So, I'm sure you listen to the podcast, so you know what the first question is going to be. Uh, and it's always fascinating to me where this leads and how it shows people's backgrounds and what they've been able to build. So, Eric, what was your first job? <laughs> you know, it's funny uh, because I grew up in a small town in Colorado, and the town that we lived in was really just a bedroom community for Colorado Springs, and there weren't really the tr- traditional jobs for young people to have. So most of us didn't start working until we were about 16 years old and could drive. So as soon as I could, and summer hit, my dad, who was in the uh, concrete business, got me a job as a laborer at a new Actually, the second shopping center ever being built in Colorado Springs. So that second was, shopping center. Yes, the second. Well, kind of like the classic nineteen, you know, eighties mall, which are sadly now a thing Going of the past. Away. Yes, yes. So sad. Yeah. And so, okay, what did you do? The, it was it was the lowest guy at the job site. It was uh, preparing um, the uh, the finish out of the different retail spaces because the mall was when we started working. When I started working there, it was about about three months away from opening. So it was preparing the, the finish-out space so that you know a Spencer's gift or something awesome from that time period could open. So it was just sweeping out spaces. It was um, just being a laborer, yeah. And you were like, okay, I never want to do this job ever again. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> I, well, I think, you know, yeah, of course. But the other piece was it was, you know, the first time to, to earn your own money and to feel a sense of, something different than the path that you had to be on through school or athletics. And I quickly learned that saying yes to overtime was a smart thing to do. Exactly. Because at 3 o'clock when everybody else went home, you might stay another couple hours. Still, you're done at 5. And, you know, when the paycheck came every Friday, it was like, wait, look at this. I got more money. Yeah. Yeah, that's like how me of my first job um, where I figured out how to ask for more money by just saying I want more money, <laughs> <laughs> and that actually worked. Yep. <laughs> it was like... it's, no, it's it's uh, it, you know you look back on that and, and and things that you learned about yourself and things that you you know now maybe take forward or you know you may laugh at when when you look back on that time of your life, but for sure, kind of volunteering and saying. Yeah, sure, I'll do more. What, what else What else is there? Well, that's what also kind of interesting because it's always fascinating to me that people who become entrepreneurs and manage their own businesses always started out by, like, taking the extra step sure. and not just doing what everybody has to do because you're like, mm, no, I want to try something else. So hey, yep. it's, it's definitely fascinating to me that, like, that is an endemic trait to everybody in whatever they do. Yep. Speaking of which, so... Now, your day, your day job, what is it you do? Yes, so, so today, and, and I'm glad we're, we're talking at this kind of point in our, our company's evolution, um, you know, we, we started a, a kind of an untypical ad agency in 2006, 
and really started it. I started it with uh, with my partner, a woman named Olivia Cole, who I'd worked with previously, and we both sort of found ourselves at a point in our lives where there was an opportunity to kind of do something bigger and something different. And when we launched what was then called Greenlight, um, we, we really half of the, the the company was built around what we hoped it could be, and half was built around experiences that we had at other agencies that we didn't want to bring forward exactly. and our belief that there was a better way to do uh, really what we're doing for clients and for really what our industry is doing for and has been doing for, for, for you know, decades and decades that we just kind of saw that there's another way to, to tackle and approach providing agency and marketing services. So we'll probably talk some more about that, but fast forward to today. Um, in January of this year, we, we kind of reformed our business and we launched ourselves as the GoDo Discovery Company, which is a creative collective dedicated to finding and activating a brand's truth. And, and it's really a, it's, it's propped up um, our company, it's motivated and invigorated us to really, to think differently about, instead of selling services, we're now guiding and helping brands better understand what their truth is and who they are. And so for a brand, what makes finding their truth the, the, the ideal? Will that actually help their ROI? Is that just a good, a good thing they're supposed to say? Well, right. You know, and, and it's, it's really interesting. And, and, and things are shaped and formed by all sorts of outside forces that you can't control. And interestingly, today, in our, given our, our divided kind of comp- country that we're living through, um, there's never really been a better time for brands to stand for the truth. You know, it, it's you could argue that advertising and marketing and brands and companies, especially advertising piece of that, has always been a little misleading, a little exaggerated, <laughs> a little fluffy, right? And so the, the irony now is that brands can take a step back and say, hey, wait a minute, today we can stand for the truth. We can be authentic and transparent and show everybody who we really are and what we stand for and repli- and kind of take a different approach. And, and, you know, the timing is crucial. You know, with the, trim- you know, nobody trusts anybody. I mean, we don't, we don't trust the news anymore. And think back. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah and think I back mean, to how we were raised, right? Yeah, it's like we, were, we all knew that you could watch, you know, Dan Rather. Guy, at six, yeah. Like, yeah, watch Dan Rather, Peter Jennings mm-hmm. at 6.30 p.m., and you got and, the truth. And you got the truth. Yeah. And now it's so, so, on so, Twitter all day long. And right. And so when things break down like that, um, we believe that this is an opportunity for brands to take a step forward, to stand for something, and really to to dig deeper into who they are and uncover their truth or bring their truth forward or revisit their truth. There's all sorts of ways to kind of think about this. And um, it's super powerful when a company can can step back and say, this is who we stand for, this is what we stand for, and see their audiences gravitate to that. Awesome. And what's been the response from your clients? So you guys kind of reconfigured this in January, yep. and you probably had clients before that. Yes, So they were like, sure. hey, well, what does this, what does Well, and, and you know, yeah, <laughs> for sure, it's a great question. We're, we're, and we're in a kind of a funky time right now mm-hmm. because, you know, we've, we've gotten most of our clients over the hurdle of that we're not calling ourselves Greenlight, which they've called us for years, or uh, paid their bills through. Um, then you're rubbing Exactly. <laughs> right? So uh, that part's, you know, working. But, you know, we'll have, they'll, they'll kind of be the, 
the before and after sort of clients, the ones that have been with us. And the ones that have been with us are have been incredibly supportive of, of the change. Um, a couple of them, uh, one being Gold's Gym, went through a, they kind of went through this, a, the, a version of this process a couple of years ago, not knowing it was going to lead to us this kind of this shift. But when we started kind of these, what we call go-do sessions, and really helping them un, un, understand better who they are and how they can talk to their audiences, they were, they were a company that allowed themselves to be curious. They, they, were, they allowed themselves to be brave. Those are kind of some of the, the hallmarks of what we, we need to convince companies to, to let themselves become. And through that process, they changed their entire tone. They changed their photo style. They changed how they think of themselves. You know, they were fighting um, their, six, their 1965, 54-year-old, you know, legacy company with a history of being known as where Arnold Schwarzenegger went. Going to pump you yes, yeah. right. So the meathead stuff, and 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 health and fitness has shifted dr- drastically. It's now boutique driven. It's Soul Cycle. It's Orange Theory. It's these. It's ninety dollars. It's, it's expensive, <laughs> right? It's, exactly. So they needed to figure out how do we how do we push forward similar offerings and have credibility to do that. And so what we help them do is we help them understand that their archetype had shifted from a hero brand archetype to a sage brand archetype. And now... You guys know it all. Yeah. So, so, so they, they were really th- that process. And we had a couple more examples that we did for a couple of other companies. Th- those moments for us helped shape and understand, hey, wait a minute. You know, we're, we're already kind of doing this differently. We think we're on to something bigger than just you know, how much does a logo cost or why did that cost that much? And just all the, the gross conversations you have, you know, when you're selling services. So we're, we push that aside. Yeah, we do all that, of course. But those are the end, not the beginning of the conversation. And the brand, this, this, you know, kind of pushing forward with a brand discovery company has been uplifting. We, we, we pitched um, the Dallas Morning News as a new client in January. And went in as go-to discovery company, and um, won the business. As so, it was. It was all. It was. It's it was, it, was, it was a great feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for you guys, what was prompting the shift? Like, what was there a moment last year or in the last eighteen months prior that was like, you know what, we could be a services-based in, in, in an agency, or there's something bigger out there that we can we can shoot for? Well, and that's really. That's really the, the thing. That's really the, the that's really what 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 made us think long and hard about what we were doing every day with our lives, um, the kind of work that we were doing for clients that was meaningful, that was had a, almost had a higher purpose to it, and then the the grind that comes with agency, the typical agency life. And I think we had equal parts. We had already been kind of doing it that way. So there was kind of this like, let's figure out how to talk differently about what we do and truthfully just sort of fatigue you know it's just it's it's a it's kind you of hit a, the wall yeah I mean all of us you know Olivia and Todd are the other two partners and and, and business owners and I think we all just kind of got to a point where we're like there, this, there's got to be we, we've got to bring this forward in a better way for all of us for for our company for our team members and just to to really remain passionate remain optimistic about what we do and this was the it took us a year I mean it took us you know a year of um, debate of 
discussion. <laughs> of, Some know, vices. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was super healthy stuff. But, but at the end, we all realized this is a better way to do things. And, you know, and we're, we're hearing it. You're seeing it more. You're seeing more of the big agencies like the Accenture purchase of Droga 5 where there's sort of this belief of, hey, there's this, there's, we still need creativity, but we've got to think more strategically about business and we've got to do these things. And that's you know, a, a big part of what we shifted was it gives us the platform to talk differently about ourselves. You know, if I come to you and say I'm an ad agency, you already go in your head, click, 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 you already decided who I am. When we come in as a, as a discovery company, the first question is, what, what is that? Exactly. And, and it's a good thing. It's a good question. Well, I think it's also that, you know, it's, you guys are offering vulnerability to a brand. Absolutely. And I think that's the sort of key that, you know, the word vulnerability has, has shifted so much across so many industries yep. over, I would like, I see like the last three or four years. Like if you think about mental health awareness, if you talk about executive coaching, yep. and if you talk about where brands want to go and the level of authenticity, the ability to be vulnerable and see yourself. Yep. And be like, okay, we're not all perfect. We're all, you know, we've all got our scratches and dents, but, sure. you know, we're, we're all human here. And that humanity of business is where we all are trying to go. Yep. So for every brand that loves that, what about the brand that's like, eh, no. Well, and, and that's going to happen, you know, and... and uh... And not unlike the, the world that we've always been in, which is, you know, trying to trying to source new business, trying to find companies that work with, it, it, it's given us a, a more defined scorecard of kind of the kind of companies. And we ask, we ask questions, you know, we, we, we love to say, get to the no's quick as you can. And, and you know, and, and hey, we've all done it. It's easy to say yes. We, oh, yeah, we can. And, and to bend. Um, We've really, it's been, it's been uplifting. It's been incredibly inspiring to just to, to kind of say no to some of these opportunities when a prospect isn't headed in the right direction that aligns with who, with what we believe they need to do or, or kind of how we do things. And for you guys, is it, are you guys now going to sort of going up against the Accentures? Are you in, in a way? Are you sort of becoming this sort of consultancy that can guide people yeah, strategically, or is it more like, hey, listen, we're far more, you know, strategy driven, but also we can execute. We we, we like the sort of a piece of both. The, uh, the the model that we've created today is people come in through go to discovery company. And that's more of strategy. It's really heavy, heavy strategy, getting vulnerable, being brave and curious, asking tough questions, allowing yourself, putting your guard down, and allowing yourself to, to give yourself permission to think differently about who you are and what you're doing. And that's, we start, those in, we start every project with a go-do session. Some of them lead to brand archetyping. Some of them lead to um, other things. But it really is... It, it, it builds, it, it uncovers what they're really trying to do. Then if there's work, and by the way, sometimes that's the end. Here you go. Thanks, no guys. problem, no problem. <laughs> um, many times it leads to, well, let's go do that now. There, let's go do that. <laughs> and, and so, How many times a day do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But let's go do that. Let's, let's, and we're, we're in the middle of three projects right now that started as they believed we need to look at our brand archetype. We need to focus on some things. And then they realize, well, yeah, we do need to rebrand. We do need to, you know, change our field marketing strategy. We do need to do some things that are different. 
we do need to think about our franchisees and the way we're communicating with them in a different way. So that's the work. That becomes the work. And the work is the work. And that's not going to change. And you can call it agency services. You can call it whatever you want. That, but that's what we do when it becomes the work. So, so it, it, it feels more um, like, it does feel a little bit more like the big boy model, but we're still, we, we're kind of cheating. We kind of have both sides of it. We, we know how to do it. We're, we're, we've been working on brand, with brands and brand, doing branding projects and marketing work for years. And now we're using the strategy piece to sort of open the, the I guess, open the, the books to, to talking differently about stuff. Awesome. So going back, so how did you how did you even end up in the universe of advertising? Right. Uh, you know, it's it's I I, I mean, uh, you're 32 or something now. <laughs> something scary. But you're 35. So That's right. Know. So exactly. Uh, it. Uh, I, I always first job out of school was with a public affairs public relations firm. I've. I've taken a couple detours away from the agency world, but that, that was in the hotel space. So I've always sort of been in the service world. So I, I know that my DNA says I'm of service. So, so that part is covered. And, that's, and people that are not wired that way, not a problem, but don't get into what we're doing here. You, you, you speak you, my language. You got to remember, you're, you're in the service business. But early on, I remember working on some projects with when I was with the PR firms that would require partnering with an ad agency. And I always remember just kind of have, had a, a really glowing uh, admiration for, for that side of things. I, I think that the, 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 the visible creativity was enticing and interesting. And um, I knew that one day that would kind of be where I wanted to land. And that took about 12 years before I got there. But I was, but I was, in, the, I was in the agency you know, kind of stratosphere the whole time and, 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 and learn from all those experiences, kind of what, as I said earlier, what we, what an agency would look like, equal parts, you know, where we want to go and what we never want to be, what we never want to be. Yeah, no, it's, that's the thing that's, I think is key because oftentimes when entrepreneurs are out there like, well, oh, I just going to dive in and just make this happen. Instead of taking a second to be like, okay, I've learned what really works and what does not work. Let me not pick up the habits of all the things that are bad. It's, and you see it over and over again. Like you are literally repeating what you just came out of. It's interesting and, and depressing a little bit because, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. because it surprises me that smart, smart people don't, don't see that and don't carry forward and change things that they know either were uh, negative to the culture or weren't the right way to, to deal with clients or, or issues of that sort. And we remind ourselves frequently um, that, you know, our, our culture is based around love and respect. And we, we nip in the bud any, the first sign of somebody straying into the, that other world of blame, finger pointing, negativity. It's just too much. Life's too short for that stuff. Yeah, it just and, it and, really is. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're working and it's, it's all going good. What was that moment for you where you're like, you know what? I don't want to start something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it came for me, it, it was, it was in, uh, kind of the end of 2005, early 2006, I was serving as kind of a field office for a loyalty marketing agency based in San Francisco. I was working on a Dallas project with some, some guys I knew from kind of a past life 
and Olivia Cole, who I had hired way back in, in 2000 at a different agency, reached out and she said, hey, because um, she'd stayed there, she said, I think this run's coming to an end over here. Would you mind coming down and taking a look around and seeing if we, what we could, you know, is there anything we could do to kind of right the ship or what's going on? So we, I, I got down there and she and I quickly kind of realized that, that, that where she was wasn't, wasn't really something could be saved. And I just was at a point in my life where I, it, was, it was time to do something bigger. You know, um, I was 41 and just was like, you know what, it's time to step up and make yourself a little bit uncomfortable and push yourself and put yourself in a position that's going to be hard. Um, it's not that it's not hard working for someone else, but it's different. And I didn't mind the, the, the uncertainty, the scary days ahead, the pressure, um, and I still don't really feel that way. And I don't want that to sound like it's not necessarily confidence. It's more about just belief, you know, belief in, in yourself and your, in your team. And it's just, I really wanted to, to, we really just want to push ourselves. And, you know, and even, even today with go do it's pushing ourselves in a new direction. It, it, you know, it, you could argue that it's scary to change your, to kind of change how you're talking about your company and maybe it would be easier to stay on the path. But we also were like, but that's just not who we are. Well, that's not you. You're not built that way. Yeah. I think I think there's something inherent about it and a lot of entrepreneurs. Like we've pivoted what we do three years ago. And because before that we were a little bit of everything. And then, you know, it ended up being a session of being vulnerable at yep. a founders retreat. And the person I was saying next to was like, Well, why do you do what you do? Yep. And I was like, Well, you know, I make cool experiences. And he goes, Well, why? I was like, Well, I want people to feel welcome. Right. He's like, well, you design experiences to make people welcome. Yes. That's what you do. Right. Like, focus on that and nothing right. else. And I was like, yeah, that actually is the thing I care about the most. Like, yeah. I want everyone to feel good when they're in something that we've built. And for you guys, it sounds like really getting to that hard truth with your client and get it, and then getting to sort of peel back those layers is is the thing. And and and, and I would add into that, Laura, that that for us another another for you know for me and, and I think for Olivia and for Todd, who's who's our chief creative officer. You know, we, we take pride in seeing our staff and our people that are, you know, new to the industry and young, passionate, aggressive, <laughs> excited, um, super creative people kind of grow and learn under what, what we think is a better dynamic and helping them understand how we deliver to our clients all the time. You know, it, it working for a big agency, it's easy to quickly get shuffled away into just task management. You're on really, the hamster wheel. Yeah, not really knowing what you're doing or why. And we're, you know, we're really proud. I'm, I'm really proud of throwing young people into client meetings when they probably should never have been there. Um, and Here's a watch, pool. Yeah, yeah, and watching <laughs> and watch them, them thrive. And, and that's that's our staff. That's who they are. They, they, they don't know that they don't know. And it's great because there's they're they're also curious. They ask tons of great questions, so all of these things kind of collide to create, you know, really an exciting time for us as as small business owners, and and really kind of remind us why we come to work every day. So you've got everything kind of into this spot, but 
What's probably been your business biggest um, business challenge over the years? You know, and, and it's and it's not going to go away. And, and luckily, it's something that other people are talking more about now. So it's, it, it helps our cause. But it it's hard to get clients to be brave and curious when it comes to working with a smaller independent agency. You know, the old saying nobody gets fired for hiring IBM or whatever, you know? Yeah, no one gets fired for doing a commercial. So, so in our <laughs> town, in our town, nobody gets fired for hiring the Richards Group, you know, because they are, they are the, you know, the, the biggest and best and they're, they're absolutely awesome. So as we start kind of dancing a little more in, in that world where we're, we're, we're up against them, um, it's it still it still has to t- take a client to say, I'm going with you guys. I trust you. and I'm going with you guys, and that's the piece that everything that we're doing and every really a big focus that I have now is making sure decisions we make help support that because um, it's it's a real thing, you know, and it's the it's the piece that um, sometimes we'll never overcome, and other times it's starting to become more. Um, it's more okay, uh, you know, and, and that's and that's funny to think about. But it, I, hey, I get it, you know. Um, something goes south, and the first question is going to be asked is, "Who did you hire? What?" <laughs> and and you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 just part of part of the the, the challenge that that we have to, to take on, and it's really probably our biggest. It, it, it's it may be the biggest and. In some ways, the only thing that really, you know, it's hard for us to get. Um, but it's also your biggest opportunity. Yeah. Because you're going to be working with the clients who are not just going to be like, hey, like, I want to do X, but like, actually, I want to dive deep. And those are the ones who are going to invest with you, then they're well, going to be and, along with you for the And ride. some of our new clients that we've, that we've worked with under kind of these new, this new framework, um, they are blown away by what we've been doing and what and what the, the work product ends up being um, and they're going to be the ones that are going to be our evangelists moving forward um, unknowingly because we're building these crazy powerful case studies um, that they are incredibly supportive of and, and, and we're, we're really grateful to have these clients that are, are you know we ask all the time hey would you talk to this other company they're like absolutely so that you know again People, hard work, reliability. There's no. There's no. These are not secret words, right? Well, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's it's fascinating because always it's it's so simple to us. Yeah. But then you walk outside and you realize that actually it isn't so simple because people forget that we're all in the human business. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's, this is the way you're an automat and you just do this, 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 and that. It's like, well, no, it's about deepening relationships. And I'm sure like all your clients love you guys. Yeah. They'll pick up the phone. They'll sure. text you. The fact that they were willing to talk to other potential clients yeah. and be like, this is why we love them. That's because you've built relationships. And I think that's a big part of well, and, what, and, and what has to happen in business to actually last longer. For sure. And it's about people. You know, we, we were, we're at this conference at, here in, in New York this week and a couple of big brands were talking on a panel and one of the brands said oh I don't hire agencies and I don't I hire people you know he goes I don't really care what your name is or what your logo is because if you're if you have great people and you are great people I want you working on my business and that's you know that's that that couldn't be more true and it's you know it's really how we 
have built our company to, to make sure that any interaction a client or prospect has with any one of us, you know, even the newest people, they walk away feeling something different. That this this is you know our, our young our young people are empowered. They are we're, we have high expectations of them and they live up to that. You know we ask them to to stand for for something and, for, and to stand for us, and it's great. And you know I I it it, it makes me really happy to, to to feel that these people um, are are growing and are going somewhere and like to be part of something. That's pretty incredible. So, but I have an interesting question for you about sure. now. What would you tell twenty-five-year-old there? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't remember when this was, but somebody said something about we were talking about younger versions of ourselves, and it was someone. Someone asked, "Would you like to hang out with the twenty-five version year old version of you?" And it was funny because a couple of people were like, "Oh no, I'd punch that guy in the face." <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't punch me in the face. Um, I think that I, I could. I could be. Surprisingly, <laughs> for sure that, but I think I can be surprisingly um, inspired by the younger version of me because back then I remember kind of what we talked about earlier, saying yes to every opportunity that came along. I worked for some cool companies and I remember getting to do some things that there's no way in the world I should have been doing, but it was like late at night, something happened, somebody needed something done. I said, yeah, I'll do that. So there's, and it wasn't just saying yes, it was more of grabbing something that you knew was bigger that you shouldn't be doing, but just putting yourself kind of, you know, in a game situation, right? Like, I guess to use a sports analogy, like you want the ball. And Come off the bench and hit the three. That's right. <laughs> and so that was, that version of me was really good at that. And so how do I, you know, how do I, uh, what's, that, what's that version look like today for me? And for you, it all kind of goes back to you working at that very first job <laughs> because you stay longer with the overtime. I think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I haven't thought of that. And thanks for the question because it, it brings back some fun, some fun memories. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't thought of that in a long time. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's always fascinating to me because those very first jobs and the decisions that you make when you have those first jobs end up sort of showing the path of where you end up because not saying no, not taking no for an answer, finding a different way, putting yourself out there and being the one to go the extra mile all turn you into Eric who's sitting here now because like you didn't, you don't decide to go out there in 2005, 2006 and you're like, all right, like I could do this or I could do that. You're like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go for it. Yeah, for sure. And so you were, when back when you were first starting, how did you ever get your first client? Yep, um, you know it. it th- think it's kind of you know things things happen in a way that 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 end up being super interesting and and you're and you're just kind of surprised. We uh, so while I was working with the agency in San Francisco on a Dallas client, um, I had been asked by some kind of former. Um, Colleagues and, and that were now in client side positions, they were looking for some like small resources. So I was kind of I was kind of playing matchmaker for some 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 for some uh, loyalty work for some direct mail work and some different things. And the first day we started, uh, Olivia kind of brought over a couple clients because because the agency that she left to, to come to Greenlight was just really kind of just sank. 
And so we had a couple from there, and I had a, a project guy who all of a sudden was like, oh, wait, you guys have resources now? And <laughs> he was like, here, go to work. And we hit the ground running, working on, uh, it was a company called Sage Telecom, and they were a regional, back then it was, it was a regional phone long distance provider, so for rural communities, so smaller towns that most people have never heard of. Last uh, to get the internet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was pure client, it was pure acquisition and retention. So we got into, um, immediately into a heavy DM rotation and then started doing some stuff working into uh, launching their product in Mexico. So just some cool stuff. And it just really was because all of a sudden we were, we were like real. And it, you were available. And, you were an actual and, agency. And I think that to this day, knowing that that someone looked at us as uh, as an agency um, and as as not just freelance independent kind of people, it it really has framed up why today um, I still so firmly believe in you come to the office and great things happen. Um, you know. Learn, learn from each other, feed off each other, drink beer with each other, you know, fail with each other, succeed with each other. All of those things happen inside of, a, of, a, of an office space. And it's why we just really believe so, so strongly in the space that we have. Awesome. So very cool. So what's next for you guys? So you're now, yeah. or it's May now, so yeah. you're five months into, uh, into the pivot. The, into the new thing, right? Um, where do you guys see yourselves in the next 18 to 24 months? Uh, that, that's, and that's, that's the great question, and that's the exciting part. Uh, you know, we, we will, in some ways, we will continue to, you know, we last, in the last year, we've won a couple of new businesses through that were kind of, kind of a pseudo pitch, pro- one was a pitch process, one was a kind of a rolling pitch process, and we'll always kind of take a look at those and see if those make sense for us, and those are the ones that become bigger retainer clients. Um, the go-to sessions have really been eye-opening for us. You know, we, we're booking a lot of those. And with a lot of companies that are unexpected companies, companies that we would never have thought of talking to um, as just sort of a, tip, a traditional agency, because you kind of, you start limiting yourself. You start putting, um, you know, you start kind of guessing what they need versus asking what they need. And that sh- just that shift has really opened doors and has kind of allowed us to talk to companies because our belief in this model is really built around there's not a company out there that that doesn't matter what you're doing that, that couldn't benefit from better understanding what the brand truth is um, even if it's internal you know it, oh, which, which by the way needs to be where it starts you know it's got to be an internal <laughs> internal embraced uh, initiative before you can ever go out to your external audiences so we've worked with to engineering companies, um, nonprofit house builders, all these different businesses that are, have, are 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 clamoring for a better a better path, and, you know. And, and so we don't need to always chase the same big clients that everybody else chases to, to be successful. Um, we can work with these with these other companies that that truthfully, some people have heard of, most people haven't, and and kind of help do that. So you know, we, yeah, we want to. We we want to we always want to land those those clients that lead to um, you know ongoing agency branding work, but we're not uh, limited by that. So 
You're in Texas. I love Texas because <laughs> I'm a barbecue lunatic. Um, well, you know the saying, like, never ask someone if they're from Texas. Because if they are, they'll tell you. And if they're not, you don't want to embarrass them. That's true. <laughs> that, that is but a bum. Although that's I right. am from New York, so there's... Ah, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's from New York. Well, barbecue, <laughs> yeah. We, we own barbecue. We, we definitely know that. Uh, so... Since you're in Dallas, I mean, I know Austin far sure. better than I know than I know Dallas. Even though the best steak I've ever had was in Dallas, I I want to believe that the cow was killed 15 <laughs> minutes before it hit my plate. Yeah, no doubt. Because I was like, this is beyond tender. I think it might still be milling. Could have um, been. But it was still amazing. All right, so because I, I love food and my audience loves food, yeah. Um, where do I get the best barbecue in Dallas? No, no, hands down. It's a, it's a really easy answer, Pecan Lodge. We love Pecan Lodge. They, there's, a, uh, there's, another, there's another one that's, that's, that's been rated higher um, that is called Cadillac, but they're only open a couple days a week. Pecan Lodge is open. Open a couple days a week? How's it even possible? It's, well, they, it's, it's small batch. It's, yeah. <laughs> you get what you get. Amazing. But Pecan Lodge open most days and just... To die for brisket, it's just the sides are amazing. Um, right behind Pecan Lodge is Lockhart Barbecue, and Lockhart is in um, Oak Cliff in Bishop Arts. Also excellent, exceptional. If I took if I take someone to Lockhart and they haven't had Pecan Lodge, they'll think it's the best they've ever had. Aha! Uh-huh. Until they have Pecan Lodge, and, and then they're like. You were holding out. Ah, that's it. Uh-huh. Well, you got to go. It's great. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to be back in Dallas this summer, so I might come by and say hi to you. Please do. Um, but, Eric, it's been such a pleasure having you on sure, the show. Sure, it's been great. And a great conversation. And, you know, it's really, it's always refreshing when seeing agencies who are, like, taking the big risk and going a different neck of the woods. And I think it's so amazing to see that you guys are made that shift and that you're bringing on clients who want to go on that ride and yeah. I wish you all the best. Well, thank the world. you. No, it's been great and have a great summer. Please come see us. We'll take you to Pecan Lodge. You will, it will change your life. Uh, well, thanks again, Eric. And uh, we'll be putting all these good lo- locations in the show notes so that our audience can go grab some awesome barbecue. Yes. Uh, and that's our show. Thanks, everyone.